1: Welcome to my vagina. This is Josie Karen. And this is Rebecca Frank. And here we are again having our current historical, hysterical, and infuriating conversation about our lives as vagina having organisms.
2: All content made up on the spot, but probably research. Uh, just kidding, <laughs> fools. It's definitely research. First off, we want to say thank you so effing much to our first donator. Um, Who knew we could actually be making money off of this the whole time? Yeah, shit
1: just got real. (laughs) We ordered stickers.
2: We did order stickers. Um, We're mentioning this because um, we want to let you know that we just got all of our handles together. There are places that you can donate to us, so if you want more production or better production. I don't know Mm -hmm. how that's even possible. I don't think it's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it would really help us out. We're hoping that eventually we can do one a week if we mm-hmm. get to a certain point. So if you like what we do and you wanna hear more of it.
1: And you want some WTMV merchandise, yes. which is our
2: next step. Next step, we are gonna have that, so reach out to
1: us. Yeah, become a support. Please support. Where are we, um, Jesse? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you can find us on all the things. We are on Venmo at Welcome to My Vagina, we are on PayPal at Welcome to My Vagina. <laughs> we're at Lib- Lib- LiberaPay. L-
1: huh? <laughs> I was gonna say, at what? <laughs>
2: we're on Libera, L-I-B-E-R-A, pay.com, uh, at
1: <laughs> Welcome to My Vagina. <laughs> Big surprise. Yeah, shocking. And
2: we're also on Patreon at Welcome, Welcome to, to My Vagina. vagina.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we really appreciate donations. We appreciate all the support that we've been getting. Um, so be our next supporter. Yeah, it's
1: pretty rad. Please. Thanks, everyone. We're, yeah, we cried. We did.
2: We cried. So if you want to see us, like, do... Well, fuck it. We'll, we'll video a dance every time we get a donation. That's how I feel. You don't want to do it? I'll be a sloth. Okay. I'm a terrible uh, dancer. Rebecca's going to be a sloth, and I'm going <laughs> to dance. Which, honestly, is way better than the original plan that I thought. So.
1: Women are very special. I think it's a very special time because a lot of things are coming out and I think that's good for
0: our society. And I think it's very, very good for women. And I'm very happy a lot
1: of these things are coming out and I'm very happy, I'm very happy it's being exposed. Hi everyone. Today's episode contains information about the sexual assault and rape allegations against Trump. So there is sensitive material.
2: Trigger warning. So (laughs) we're gonna talk about something super fun today. Our president, Who has admitted to sexual assault on tape?
1: I said, salt, sexual assault.
2: (laughs) Sexual assault.
1: (laughs) He likes his sex properly seasoned. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um,
2: Has been accused for the 24th time of sexual misconduct.
1: 20. I have 25. Is there 25 now? I have 25. Because none of the lists include Katie Johnson, who was the 13 year old at the time. So yeah, our president's a rapist. 25. That's the episode. The episode is Our president, our president.
2: is a rapist. Oh
1: the rapist in chief. Ugh, yeah.
2: Ugh. My whole stomach lurched forward. Yeah. Um if you missed this story, uh it's it's because it didn't really make the front page of anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like they've been going on different talk shows and stuff, but it doesn't it has not just same thing with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, it's been on the front page now, but like Nobody knew that that was even happening. Yeah, Nexium, that sex cult. Yeah, like fucking barely breaking news. Yeah, it's a big fucking deal. And apparently they're bored because our president does a lot of sexual assault. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
2: his response alone should have been on the news for days, months, until it gets through our heads that he is a a rapist. Yeah, he's a rapist. And actually, this I wrote down his quote, which is, "I'll say it with great respect." (laughs) number one she's not my type number two it never happened it never happened okay first of all (laughs) that's not respect Mm -mm. second of all (laughs) does that mean there is a type
1: yeah like is that do you have that's okay to rape yeah exactly and i mean he does this every time he in order to say that he didn't do it, he's like, oh, well, she's ugly. Mm-hmm. I would never rape her. It's like that same thing that people do. It's like he is a real life Internet troll mm-hmm. who people who go after women on the Internet and say you're too ugly to even rape. Yeah. like That's w- what he's saying.
2: When are we going to get through our head like that, that a woman's attractiveness has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not they were raped? Yeah. Like, I don't not really sure why we still struggle with that. It's. It's insane. But we've also like we've all heard some version of that from some guy, yeah, who was like, "You're not hot enough for me to rape."
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's always like if like this is a fear that I've always had. I don't know if you've ever shared this, but and you that's know, how
2: you know they're a rapist, right?
1: Yeah, but like when but you know sometimes like a dude will hit on you and and. And like, you know it's happening. Mm -hmm. And when you make the decision to call them out for it, they'll then backtrack and be like, oh no. And they get mad and they're like, no, you're not hot enough for me. Oh, I wasn't hitting on you, you're not my type. You're not, you know, all this kind of stuff and it becomes about us. Mm -hmm. So this is like another way to shift it and be like, I could never do that because look at her.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's like a way of passing off rejection Mm -hmm. and just diminishing the other person.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And like, I was watching uh, Sam B, and she was, I, I thought, This quote was good, where she was like, "Don't say you have a rape type; you weren't her type either." Yeah, problem.
1: Yeah, all right. So we thought that because uh, people haven't heard of a lot of these women, we thought that we would take the time to read off all 25 of the women who have come forward, who have spoken out. So this is this by no means is an exhaustive list because (laughs) if there are 25 people coming forward, there's gotta be more. There's a ton more. Um, So Jessica Leeds, Ivana Trump.
0: Kristen, his, wife.
1: his wife. His ex-wife. His yeah. ex-wife, sorry. Yep. Kristen Anderson. Jill Harth, Lisa Boyne. Mariah Bellotto. Victoria Hughes. Temple Taggart. Kathy Heller. Karina Virginia. Tasha Dixon. Bridget Sullivan. Melinda McGil- McGillivray. Natasha Stoinoff. Jennifer Murphy. Juliet Huddy. Rachel Crooks. Samantha Holvey. Nini Lachsonen. Jessica Drake. Summer Zervos. Cassandra Searles. Alva Johnson. E. Jean Carroll. Katie Johnson. So there is your list. I just got shivers. That's Ugh. a lot.
2: That's a lot. These allegations never seem to affect him either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He and has
2: 25 accusations. 25. Yeah. And it's barely news. Yeah.
1: And when we... Because Jesse pointed out that Ivana Trump, Trump was his wife. And um, in the divorce proceedings, she had accused him of rape mm-hmm. she walked that back ultimately um but trump's lawyer michael cohen who a lot of you might have heard of mm. argued in 2015 that his client could not have raped ivana because you cannot rape your spouse <sighs> fast fact you can rape your spouse it's called marital rape yeah and, and you know it doesn't even have to be qualified it shouldn't it's, even
2: be called mar- it's just rape it's, it's rape. just rape if somebody doesn't want to have sex with you it's fucking rape that's it and it's it's scary too because she brought up the assault that he jammed his penis inside of her for the first time in more than 60 months, and that she was terrified, and it was a violent assault, and then she backpedaled, which almost only makes me like more concerned when things like that happen mm-hmm. because, uh, and we're going to talk about it soon. But Katie Johnson also was one of the women who dropped their charges, and that and that doesn't dismiss. Like just because they drop the accusation doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right? It doesn't it doesn't make it less credible? But it does make me worried. Like who got to you?
1: Yeah. Or or yeah. Like what threats? What threats have come your way? Yeah. It's really dangerous. Yeah. And and. You know, if you get blackballed by someone like Donald Trump or Jeffrey Epstein or Harvey Weinstein, I know a lot of people that are our listeners have li- have read a lot of those accusations against Weinstein. And people were afraid that they were going to be b- blackballed from their career. And this is the price of doing business. And it shouldn't be. And
2: it's all the people that they're surrounded with that, keep the- that don't say anything.
1: Exactly. I mean, even the
2: fact that Epstein avoided serious punishment for so long is just a reminder that our justice system has... Long, like for too long, been willing to ignore the words of girls and women, especially when they're accusing wealthy, powerful men. Yeah,
1: and when we look at and when we look at Epstein, he was able to, with the help of Alexander Acosta, the former Labor Secretary, because he just resigned. um, He was able to organize a deal that none of the people who helped him recruit all of these people that he all these. Children that mm-hmm. he was farming children. out for sex, um, they all got immunity. So, there, so the conspiracy to commit a sexual, to sm- commit sexual violence against children doesn't get leveled up to that level of conspiracy because all of the people that helped to usher them into his arms mm-hmm. are are they get immunity. I think that I feel like that might get overturned because they didn't abide by certain uh, other agreements that were made, but I'm not sure about okay. that. But still, like that was an agreement since 2008 that all these people were shielded. So that's like, that's just an important thing to remember. When people respond to victims and ask why it took you so long, Mm. well, this is why.
2: Yeah, people always ask that. They're like, why do you take so long to come forward? And then we look at people like Anita Hill and Christine Blasey Ford. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even Trump recently was like, we don't want what happened to happen with Brett Kavanaugh all over again. And I was like, um, What happened? He now has a seat on the Supreme Court, and Christine Blasey Ford has received death threats, and like other people who have come forward have been driven away or dragged through the mud and dismissed. And like only Trump, all he has to do is turn around and say he didn't do it, and everyone just believes him.
1: Yeah, and people, or if they don't believe him, they just stop asking. Yeah, you know, and it's you know people people go into hiding; they get afraid. I mean, it's that's scary, and on top of it, like. We all read the news. We know how, how the women or the victims are vilified so many times. Mm-hmm. And you know that they're going to find you. Yeah. I was
2: also listening to, um, what's this woman? Soraya Shimali of the Women's Media Center speech project about rape myths. Um, And she brought up a lot of really great points. And she was like, we have a cultural predisposition to perpetuate a lot of rape myths. And one of them is that women excessively exaggerate as victims. They make things up and misinterpret things. So instead of the woman's testimony being considered valid or even giving her the benefit of the doubt of not being a liar, the culture attributes lying to women who come forward.
1: But we tend to immediately assume the man is innocent right the this question gets asked like who did you tell anybody about that Mm -hmm. day and the women are always asked and they need they need people that that they told on that day to verify their story yeah but who's asking donald trump but even when they have corroboration oh absolutely you know
2: e Jean Carroll has corroboration and like does that is that going to matter are we going to see any consequences from that
1: no and fucking statute of limitations yeah can fucking suck it
2: Yeah. And like, it's a powerful disincentive when the president of the United States refutes your story. Yeah. Or says he never met you, even though there's a
1: fucking picture of you together. Also, just thinking about the fact that one of the qualities that we know Trump has is that he requires absolute loyalty Mm -hmm. from those who work with him and from his supporters. And so as he's becoming more sexist, he's basically requiring more and more loyalty from his followers. And that's and that's why we've seen him be so much more overt with his racism and sexism as time has gone on. Because yeah. he's not gonna lose those people. If he hasn't lost them yet, they're not going anywhere. So at this point, the people that you're dealing with, if you come forward, the people that you're dealing with are like the tried and true yeah. Trumpers. Right. And that's fucking scary because they have a lot of defending to do because this guy's a fucking animal. Yep. He is an immoral piece of shit
2: yeah but like even even outside of like the loyal people Mm -hmm. everyone else kind of just lets it go yeah like i I mean we said this in the beginning but the media if you if the media is tired of talking about it imagine how tired the fucking women who have been sexually assaulted by him are yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah so i did have this poll Mm -hmm. um the mistrust of women obviously breaks down along gender lines um CNN did a poll measuring the response of Christy Blasey Ford and Brett Kavanaugh. 61% of women believe the women, but only 43% of men do. These findings are not surprising at all. Um, And a study of nearly 1 million comments on New York Times stories revealed a remarkably similar gender gap in believing Dylan Farrow's claim of sexual abuse. Oh. uh, By her father.
1: I have to say that Dylan Farrow, that story... She is one of the most disbelieved victims mm-hmm. of all times, yeah. I think. Yeah. And like when we talk about, you know, Anita Hill and I think that that uh, that she is um for a lot of us, she is an icon. She, yeah. Her strength, uh, her resolve sitting there like that photograph. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. And Christine Blasey Ford and and the woman who was raped behind that dumpster. Writing that letter that mm-hmm. so many of us re- have read. And I think that so many people, the propaganda machine to um, discredit Mia Farrow or Dylan Farrow mm-hmm. was so fantastic that she has just, that like she doesn't even get brought up among these people who took on incredibly powerful men and who endured all of this stuff and who we should believe. Yeah. And there's a reason why her brother is writing about this stuff for the New Yorker. Yeah. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. We should be fucking talking about this. But... Mia Farrow... Oh Dylan no. Farrow.
2: Dylan Farrow, we believe you. We do. We do believe you. But, I mean, the, study, the studies show that men are obviously more likely to disbelieve women, to endorse rape myths, to blame victims, and exaggerate claims that women lie. And, like, I just... I think it's funny that people are, co- are still asking why why they don't come forward sooner.
1: Yeah. And, and like... Like, look at yourself, you know, like, why, why are you doubting? Why is that little bit of doubt going into your head about what she was wearing, what she was doing there, why she would go to that place, like any of that stuff, Yeah. like none of that, that none of that stuff matters. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things that we have been programmed to wonder about, all of those act to make us believe the men because it's always about trying to prove that the woman is credible and it's never about looking at the man's behavior. No. He is a pillar of the community, regardless of who the fuck he is. And she's a gold digger. Yeah. Every fucking time trying to bring him down, trying to do something like she, she becomes the predator. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's, it's crazy too. Cause like, I think the outrage over his election um, was kind of what, Pushed the Me Too movement even further into the mainstream, but somehow he's totally immune to like any consequences yeah. about it. Cause we seem to have a different standard for him. Like, can you imagine this happening to any other president? Can you imagine this happening to Obama? I mean, it's like beyond, it's completely
1: unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we also think about the fact that, that as much as we think he's an idiot, there's still, and he is there's still a certain amount of credibility to the office of the president, Yeah, I think. And so when he's saying that he's above the law, which we know that he isn't, mm-hmm. we're all acting like he is right. because so many of the things that he've done, he's done are impeachable offenses. And honestly, his overt racism and his, his history of being a rapist yeah. should make him unqualified, to disqualify him from holding the office that he holds because how can he preside over a country that is made up, Fifty percent of women, when he has absolutely no respect and sees all of them as like, just like things that he could fuck, and he's like, you know, dealing with Roe v. Wade with like, do you think that a man that would rape someone in the in the dressing room of a Bergdorf Goodman or say that thing that he said on Access Hollywood, do you think that that person cares about your reproductive health? No, fuck no. He's making these choices.
2: (sighs) You know, the Me Too movement has kind of been cool because like we've been at the very least equipping people with like a certain type of language mm-hmm. and like the ability to come forward and have some level of support system. Mhm. But this this worries me cuz like it's still the same story.
1: Yeah, it's the same story and you know even as we are as we have seen a bunch of very powerful men be taken down. I'm yeah. thinking like Matt Lauer, uh, you know, and um uh Louis CK mm-hmm. and Charlie Rose and yeah. they're all trying to pick right back where they left off. They right. think that they can go hide in their house for 9 <laughs> months and come back. And the thing about it is they might be able to. Yeah. If they it, will be successful. Yeah. And that and that I don't understand and I and I will never understand why rape and sexual assault do not forever taint you.
2: Yeah. I'm hoping cuz it seems like this generation is definitely trying to make this more clear that to de- kind of destroy the taboo of shame that surrounds rape, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like rape di- victim, <laughs> rape dictums, rape dictums. Jesus, a, that,
1: that was, was a, ever. I do not want to live there. That was a really bad. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a... that's a terrible place. Let's not live in a dictum. No, thank you. Hard pass. <laughs> oh, I did need Woo. that laugh break. Though. Yeah, totally.
2: Um, <laughs> but I think we're kind of trying to finally start to like dissect that. Um, that rape victims are not the ones that should feel shame. That they can come forward in a space where that doesn't taint them for the rest of their lives. What it should actually do is, it should shame the perpetrators for life. That should that should stick with them exactly. And, but like what we do is, we kind of, uh, as our society, like I feel like the women have a tendency, or the rape victims, I should say, actually, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's just women. True. Um, that you know that you're not a three-dimensional person anymore.
1: Yeah, like this moment defines you. I mean, Yeah, I,
2: it takes over your whole life and that's another scary thing about bringing it up. Like people don't realize that like that sticks in our society. That sticks with yeah. you. That stays with you and you are now that person that got raped.
1: Yeah, think about think about Google problems. You know, like if you think about Rick Santorum, it took him years oh my God, yeah. to get the definition of Santorum off of the first few pages yeah. of his Google results. And like, let let me be clear, I was totally cool with him having that problem, because he's a <laughs> dickbag. But we think about victims, and if you search your name, and the first things that come up are articles and articles about your assault, and you think about employers, yeah. they're looking you up, or if you're a teacher and your students are Googling you, and those are the first responses, that's, that is a constant revictimization. And there are no organizations that I know of, and there certainly aren't state ones, mm-hmm. please correct me if I'm wrong, that pay to get a consultant in to pay to change your Google results. That's yeah. a cost you have to incur. Ugh. If there are organizations doing that work, please tell us because I would love to know about it. But yeah. on top of everything else, yeah. you have to figure out how to fix your Google results. Yeah. Like,
2: and it shouldn't- Because you don't wanna like to feel like you're only your victimhood.
1: Yeah, and like something that was forced on you then becomes a definition of you. Yeah, It's fucking horrible.
2: Um. Since we were talking about that before, because like I've heard a lot of people being like, "Don't be a victim, don't be a victim," and it's like, well, first of all, if you're, if you're a victim, like something bad happened to you, yeah, um, and also like nobody wants to be the victim. Like I've been sexually assaulted, and I don't see myself as a victim, but I do see a society that wants to put people who have been attacked in a box yeah. just for speaking up or wanting to like work through it or and like all the those people want those quote-unquote victims is that they want to hold these people responsible you know like
1: people mm-hmm. aren't just like
2: looking for book deals they're like trying yeah. to work it out or like be heard or to not have that person ever do it again
1: yeah and to feel safe
2: yeah um cause since we were talking about the me too movement um, that uh, woman that I was speaking of, Soroya Shemeli, also brought up a really good point. I really liked this. Was that on the flip side of Me Too is that men also quietly are thinking Me Too. Um, like, mm-hmm. if this guy did it, then my I did as well. Um, and does this make me that person? Because, and I found this really interesting, and I agree with this, is that like it's an interrogation of masculinity and ma- manhood. Mm-hmm. Like, men are way more likely to doubt women testimonies unless they have been assaulted themselves, which is something we don't... I, I feel like there's a lot more boys and men who have been assaulted that we are willing to admit because yeah. they don't have a safe space to come forward because it's so enmeshed in, like, the shaming of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and this was the interesting fact, was that men are nervous and uncomfortable because all these women being attacked and highlight, and highlighting their... Lack of security means that they are failing at a fundamental function of their manhood to protect the women. Protecting is the number one job with which boys are tasked. And so they don't want to hear about it because, but that's, and I agree with that so fucking hard because we live in an impossible, like, that's an impossible ideal for our society. Like, you can't. That's to impose on, to um, pose and little boys.
1: Yeah, and. Um, impose. And <laughs> and I think, I, I listened to this podcast a while back and I can't remember the name of it, but it'll be in the episode notes, I'll find it. But it was two different people in college telling stories of a sexual assault. It's the victim and the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. And she had a hard time naming it, and he didn't realize, he thought it was just a bad hookup. Oh, wow. And didn't even realize until he decided to be an RA and went to a training, and was taught about sexual assault yeah. and was like oh my god i think i did that. Yeah. And so it's not to ex- you know cuz we like you know you like to think that we should know better but if we live in a society that tells men that that like you should pursue women who are playing hard to get mm. or no means yes yeah. or you know like all of these kinds of things then and we if we don't take the time when people are younger to really have an honest and truthful conversation about consent mm. I believe that there are a ton of dudes who have sexually assaulted people who don't even realize that they've done it. I think that one of the people who sexually assaulted me wouldn't define it that way. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and like, I feel like I was taken advantage of, and he's probably never given it a second thought in his yeah. life.
2: Yeah, those mm-hmm. are the, like the gray areas and the nuances that I want to talk about because I feel like I've, I've had that happen to me so many times. Where I'm like, oh, I felt really uncomfortable mm-hmm. after that happened. And so like, how do we talk to people where we're like, you? they think they're just being persistent because that's what they've been taught. right? And it doesn't necessarily make them a bad person, but we need to fucking fix that shit now. Yeah,
1: yeah it's, a, it's a failure of society yeah. writ large that we're having this conversation and that people like Donald Trump, to bring it back to what we're talking about today, are able to take advantage of the system and take advantage of the fact that men get away with it more often than they don't, to continue to sexually assault and rape at least 25 people and there are for sure more, because they all don't come forward. Yeah. And one of his victims, Natasha Stoinov, she wrote an article about Donald and Melania's happy marriage for People magazine and was assaulted by Trump while she was conducting an interview when Melania was upstairs. And they were going they had he invited her to see this grand room and she went to look at the room and they walked in and he closed the door and shoved her against the wall and put his tongue down her throat and then propositioned her for an affair while Melania was pregnant. And she had spoken to a couple of friends. A lot of them, some of them told her to not come forward because she could be blackballed because mm-hmm. he was so powerful. But one of the themes that kept coming up was, in these stories, the women would be like, I had no idea how big he was. I didn't know how strong he was. I didn't know how imposing he was. Mm-hmm. And you he's know, a dude. he's a really big dude. And I think some of that gets lost. And one of the quotes that she said in this article was, it's possible he doesn't remember. It was over 10 years ago, and I assume I am one of many, many women. That's one of the victims, because the ease with which he attacked her and proposed an affair was so great and so simple mm-hmm. that she just figured she was one, in, one of many, one in a line. Ugh. And that's terrifying. Ugh yeah these stories super matter and like he just thinks know? he can
2: get away with it like and he knows that he can get away right. with it because he has and did and like
1: and keeps getting away and with he's it. still getting away with it mm-hmm. he he admitted to assaulting women on on tape. on tape and it didn't matter that tells you everything that you need to know like if this is like too long didn't listen you know <laughs> he admitted to assaulting women on tape and didn't matter so like that's really the thing
2: he's been accused of raping a 13 year old
1: girl that's a child media that's a child that is not a young woman. That's like... the a child.
2: That's the thing we're supposed to drop everything for.
1: Yes. That's
2: who we're here to protect.
1: Like, yeah. Pedophilia is something that we can all agree on except for pedophiles. You would think. It's bad. And even some
2: pedophiles. You would think. But there's Larry Nassar. And now there's
1: our president. And Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Who's a fucking piece of shit. But yeah. So this woman, Katie Johnson, parroted a story that a lot of women have told about Epstein. That she was recruited by another woman to join in this sex ring and was brought to parties, to sex parties. Mm-hmm. And at this party, she, one of the parties or multiple parties, she encountered Trump. I don't even want to read the things that she said because it'll make you think of Trump's penis. And nobody wants to do Blech. that. I don't want to do that. I never want to think about that man's penis again. No. I just think that he doesn't exist from the waist down. It's just like a white area. Like, it's just like, <laughs> he's just you know, invisible. he's invisible. There. He's, he's just his pants. Exactly. His pants, like, connect to his shoes. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's nothing under there. There's nothing under there.
2: I mean, E. Jean Carroll said she never had sex again. Never. That's yeah. how scary his penis is.
1: Yeah, she says, at the end of this piece, which you all have got to read. It is incredible. It's so beautiful. It's an ex and horrifying. I cried like 12 times. But it's s- an excerpt from it. Non- it's so important. Reading that, I feel like every woman is like, yeah. Yeah. You just keep
0: going
2: forward.
1: Yeah.
2: And that's the funny thing about like people being like, oh, you're just victims. And it's like, you have no idea how women just like pick themselves up and keep going.
1: Yeah, and they say that trauma changes you, like ch- actually changes your physicality. It, yeah. it like alters your DNA. Mm -hmm. Like trauma actually it's, it's not just that you can't move past it. It's that it changes who you are. Yeah. So she said she had been up in the, um, Bergdorf Goodman, Goodman lingerie department area when she was raped. And she said, that was my last hideous man because you guys, she wrote a book in which she went through her list of her most hideous men, which don't include the less hideous men. These are the (laughs) worst of them. Um, she says, the Donna Karen coat dress still hangs on the back of my closet door, unworn and unlaundered since that evening. And whether it's my age, the fact that I haven't met anyone fascinating enough over the past couple of decades to feel, quote, the sap rising, end quote, as Tom Wolf put it, or if it's the blot of the real estate tycoon, I can't say. But I have never had sex with anyone ever again. Her assault was in 1996. Mm-hmm. That's trauma. Imagine your bully. Imagine your rapist. Imagine someone who. Treated you really poorly, and then seeing them in a position of ultimate power, mm-hmm. and having to look at them and hear their voices, and relive that over and over again, having them pay for nothing,
2: and not be yeah, not being held accountable at all.
1: I mean, that'll make anyone crazy. Like I, I feel like I would have a total meltdown. Yeah, and he has patterns. Isn't that what they teach you in detective school? <laughs> yeah, sir, look for the patterns, connect the
2: dots. Like all of them are. He, you know, forced forcibly kissed somebody. Forcibly groped somebody, was always going up girls' skirts. Mm-hmm. There was a couple times where he like gave somebody a tic tac and then like forced his tongue down their
1: throat. Mm-hmm. Walked into dressing rooms where he knew that women were going to be in alone. various stages of undress. Mm-hmm. He because he owned the Miss America pageants, he thought he owned the participants, mm-hmm. and he would walk into the dressing room.
2: And also, he's not alone. It's the people that around him that allowed that to happen. as like for me, you're just as guilty. You're yeah. just as guilty for allowing it.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at you, Hope Hicks, yeah. and Michael Cohen.
2: Absolutely. And
1: Sarah Huckabee Sanders.
2: You covered it up. You're just as bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because just you know bad. what he is. Yep. And you're allowing him to walk free. He's a monster. Around women Ugh. who he feels entitled to.
2: <laughs> We're talking about how he's not being held accountable, and they're not even like questioning him. Like, And I did think this was, I, I read this, and I thought it was really funny, but the House Oversight Chair, Elijah Cummings, told Vox... Every single reporter wants to know about that, and we haven't gotten there. I've got 85 investigations going on. Oh and my I God. was just like, what
1: the fuck? Elijah Cummings is one of the most fucking badass. I fucking love that dude. Where is he? Like Baltimore, I think.
2: So he's essentially just like, listen.
1: We're trying. We know. <laughs> like, but but this is what everyone's been saying from the beginning. It's that they shock you with so much shit that like you yeah. don't have the time to, to process to it. process any of it so yeah and there's a and there is a process and bureaucracy takes for fucking ever yeah so they have to go through these bureaucratic things and we've got fucking mitch mcconnell
2: yeah who's there just like stonewall and the us.
1: senate who's going to stonewall everything yeah
2: i feel like it's also hard to bring women in to testify i think christine Blasey ford was like such a long grueling horrible process
1: yeah you watch you watch these shows on, on TV, whatever, like SVU and stuff, and they're talking about who you can put, what victim you can put in front of the jury. Mm. Who's the perfect victim? Mm. And like that sort of thing makes me nauseous mm. because you've got, all of these people have been adversely impacted and all of their stories should matter, No, regardless of how they grew up, you know, whether they've been in trouble before, any of that kind of stuff. Well, a victim is a victim is a victim.
2: Yeah, whether you believe it or not, and obviously <laughs> I believe that we should believe women, but let me play devil's advocate for a minute and kind of, you know, if you're skeptical because he's the president, or whatever, or yeah. if he's, you support him, whatever, fine. 25 people is so many people. With such similar stories. Don't you think you should, with similar stories, don't you think you should at least listen yeah. and consider it? maybe this man is is guilty of doing wrongdoing. Stephen Colbert was like, you know, if somebody told me that you pooped in their sink, if it was one person, I'd think Mm -hmm. maybe you didn't do that.
1: Yeah, because like, how do you even do that? That's a tough maneuver. It's a
2: tough maneuver. But if you got through 73 years and 25 people said you shit in their sink.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't you start
2: to think, Oh, he shits in people's sinks.
1: Yeah. Don't let him in your bathroom. <laughs> don't let him in the kitchen. That man can't be trusted around like, sinks. That's such a perfect yeah.
2: point. Like, yeah. Yeah. How can you possibly discount all of that?
1: Yeah. I mean, that that number of people is like the equivalent of a lot of our, you know, m- middle school classes. Imagine everybody in your class got assaulted by the same person. Yeah. You'd be like, "Yo, this is a pattern," and here's and but here's we don't the thing, women. right? And especially because you know we talked before about victims and all victims mattering, and we've got people who were like, you know, nationwide known advice columnists. Nationwide we've got. Is on your side. Side. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not an ad. Although nationwide, <laughs> talk to us. Yeah, we <laughs> t- we take your money. Um, but you know, you think about like all of the the women in the pageants and the. And the journalists, and the the woman who was on The Apprentice, mm-hmm. and these are women with connections, with access, a lot of them with money, and that doesn't matter either. Right. So, like this whole idea of like the, quote unquote the perfect victim and who are we going to believe? It's it's actually kind of hogwash because we don't fucking believe anybody. So, at the end of E. Jean Carroll's um, article, which again you have to read it, she said she went through a whole bunch of questions that. She basically like pre answered questions that she knew were going to come. So like, did she report to the police at the time? She didn't. Did she tell anyone about it? She told two people. Oh, so good. Does she have photos of uh, photos or visual evidence? Were there, Why were there no sales attendants in the lingerie department? And the one that struck me the most, it basically just, it just summarizes everything. Why hasn't she come forward until now? And she said, "Quote." receiving death threats being driven from my home being dismissed Mm. being dragged through the mud and joining the 15 other women who've come forward with credible stories about how the man grabbed badgered belittled mauled molested and assaulting assaulted them only to see the man turn it around deny threaten and attack them never sounded like much fun it fucking doesn't yeah so there you go (laughs) E. Jean Carroll for the win. Well,
2: this was a fun episode. Yeah,
1: thanks to who's your friend that suggested it? This was a this was a suggestion. Oh,
2: it was a suggestion.
1: This was a suggestion from Shannon. So thank you. She said
2: that the media is literally just bored with yeah with talking about it, which is insane because our president raped people.
1: Yeah, and sometimes Do also. we say that yet? Oh no, we haven't. Oh, How could yeah. we get this far without I saying that so our president's a rapist? Our president's a rapist.
2: He he. He raped people. Yeah, he raped a child. He raped a child. Our president is a
1: pedophilic rapist. He raped his wife. He raped his wife. He raped someone in the dressing room at Bergdorf Goodman. Yeah, he, not, not just someone. Ask E. Jean. And he didn't ask her.
2: He didn't ask E. That's in the title. Oh my God. President's a rapist. Cool. Um, we love you. Be good to people. Listen to the people who say that they were sexually assaulted.
0: THAT SHOULD RAISE ALARMS. LET ME PUT IT THIS WAY, IF ONE PERSON IN YOUR LIFE ACCUSED YOU OF POOPING IN THEIR KITCHEN SINK, (laughs) I COULD BE PERSUADED TO BELIEVE THAT THAT IS A LIE. BUT IF OVER THE COURSE OF THE 73 YEARS OF YOUR LIFE, 22 SEPARATE PEOPLE CAME FORWARD WITH DETAILED ACCOUNTS OF TIMES YOU HAD POOPED IN THEIR KITCHEN SINKS, (laughs) I'M GOING TO START THINKING YOU'RE A SINK POOPER.
2: ALL RIGHT, WE'RE GOING TO DO SOME FACTS ABOUT
1: ANIMAL REPRODUCTION. SO, POSSUMS? hardly have to be pregnant pregnant at all because the gestation period is 14 days fuck you
2: possum right
1: i mean Uh, they only live for like two years so true
2: (laughs) well i can one-up that because a chipmunk's pregnancy might be shorter than your menstrual cycle and my first reaction to that was fuck you chipmunks yeah how so like it could be like four or five days oh no i'm sorry my bad so it's the whole menstrual cycle so chipmunks are only pregnant for 31 days
1: but still still but possums win that round some otters experience delayed implementation, which means that they're able to delay the development of their pregnancies in order to allow for birth in an optimal month. So like you could be like, I don't want to be super pregnant in July. I'd rather have my baby early spring. Wow. You know, that would be fucking incredible. Right. Uh,
2: apparently spiders can choose which sperm to use. Uh, certain species of female spiders are able to engage in a practice called sperm dumping.
1: Dope. Dope. Wow. So they can just be like, my body's gonna shut that whole thing down. I reference Todd Aiken like way so, too yeah. much. I can't help myself. <laughs> it's just so applicable. I mean,
2: I wish we had this power right, like, to not get pregnant. That would be dope. We be, don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, she can either expel and dispose of the sperm or use the sperm to conceive.
1: At my bar, there's like a skip button for yeah. the for the jukebox. Yeah. I'd just be like, skip, skip, no. Hashtag pro choice. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently, male koalas have double-headed or bifurcated penises, and females have two vaginas. So they could have like double, it's like double penetration, double-double penetration. The the female has a third birthing vagina. What? So it has like a sex vagina and then a birthing vagina. For the koala? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't use this, except for on special occasions. but <laughs>
2: That's for birthdays. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so the kangaroo has three vaginas. The outer two are for collecting sperm from sexual encounters, while the central vagina is exclusively exclusively for giving birth.
1: Yeah. So kangaroos and and koalas are like super buds. Yeah. They two have in the p- same scenario. Two
2: in the pink, one out the stink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you pooped a baby. I'm- <laughs> <laughs>
0: You ready? Yes. let's
1: uh, do it. All right. Thank you for listening to Welcome to My Vagina. It's time for us to slide on out of here. It never gets less gross. <laughs> Make sure to rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Oh, my God.
2: Please rate and review us. Please. It really helps.
1: It helps so much. Do we
2: sound desperate yet? Because we are. A little bit. A little bit desperate. If you love us, then you'll write about us. You can also check us out on Instagram at Welcome to My Vagina. On
1: Twitter at Welcome to My Vag. Uh, At YouTube, you can just type in Welcome to My Vagina. And send us an email at WelcomeToMyVagina.com.
2: We also have an email if you want to email us questions. We're totally down to answer them at WelcomeToMyVagina.com. I'm (laughs) going to not correct myself. Just, you know, you get it. Vagina. Check out all of Rebecca's musings at
1: FranklyRebecca.com. And make sure to check out all of the other awesome content at More Banana. Yeah. Thanks, Caitlin. She's our producer. Okay, thanks. Bye. See you next Tuesday.